Seekers of greatness, dreamers of the impossible, and action takers on the path to success. I'm Daniel Craig Johnson, and I'm amped to be your personal guide on this exhilarating journey to self-discovery, business mastery, and life transformation. Strap in, because you're about to blast through barriers, obliterate limitations, and sculpt the life you've dreamt of. Hello everybody, welcome back on the Success Blueprint. Today is 15 Minute Monday time and I have some exciting news for the next couple of weeks. The 15 Minute Monday will be about my audience, my listeners, my followers on Facebook, Instagram, wherever. They have made some suggestions for some great episodes and one has been from Shalene Holland. She is one of my Facebook followers and she has asked the question, you have some great suggestions, but if I could offer one, I would love to hear a podcast around the topic of why people isolate and withdraw during stress. So I took that up and I've made an episode around it and I researched it a bit, looked at a bit of different things and a bit of my own experiences and hopefully you find this episode interesting and if you have any feedback, please connect, reach out on social media. My contact details are in the podcast description and I hope to hear what you have to say. But let's get right into it. So the episode for today is called Confronting Your Inner Demons, Stop Isolating and Start Coping. And why? Because when we are stressed, when we freak out, when we cannot handle things or it's too much for us, when stress really becomes a problem and it makes us not function properly, it usually comes from somewhere. When we get into a stressful situation, that means that something has triggered us, something has happening that we haven't built proper coping mechanisms for. We might not have the toolkit to deal with it. So that's the point where it comes from. And if you are experiencing that, then that's what we call demons. It's the things that we haven't dealt with or the things that we have dug into ourselves and are not willing to deal with, the things that we think we can't handle it. But it is so important to unpack that. When we get into stress situations, when something triggers us, we need to find out what is going on there. We need to confront our fears, our feelings, and really have a one-on-one -on -one with ourselves and start understanding what is going on. And if we don't have the toolkit or the coping mechanisms and we can't handle these situations, then it's important that we seek help. That can be a counselor, a psychologist, it can be a coach. It depends on the severity of the problem or the stress triggers and it depends on whether you are functioning or you may be really in a place where you need desperate help. So that all has to be evaluated and then it depends on what the outcome is to make the right decision to see the right person for it. But there's always a solution and there's always help. And you are familiar, that tension rising in your chest again. Your heart begins to race as your breathing quickens. The cycle is starting anew when you feel that way. When stress and anxiety rear their ugly heads, your instinct is to withdraw into yourself or just stay home, not go out, get under the blanket and just stay there. So you start isolating from friends, family, craving solitude in an attempt to regain control. But this reaction often makes the situation worse, creating a vicious circle of loneliness and worry. The truth is, confronting your problems head-on is the only way to overcome them. Isolating yourself gives your anxious mind free reign to spiral out of control. Reaching out to your support network can help you gain a more balanced perspective and find solution. It's time that you challenge your tendency to withdraw and start building better habits. This episode provides a couple of insights to break the cycle of isolation, 
connect with others and adopt coping mechanisms to quiet your inner demons. You have the power to create positive change, but you have to start with it from within. As I said, we not always going into each and every detail, but if you want to know more, if you want to have assessments done, if you want me to assist you finding out where you are and what the appropriate assistance, support or help would be, then reach out to me on social media. My contact details are in the podcast description. Isolating during stress becomes a vicious cycle. It is common for people to isolate themselves, withdrawing from friends and family. However, this response often intensifies negative feelings and worsens the situation. Isolating oneself during times of stress can become a vicious self-perpetuating cycle. Breaking this harmful pattern requires conscious effort and the courage to connect with others. You have to get out there. By reaching out for social support, you gain new perspectives, release pent-up emotions in a healthy way and take a step toward overcoming stress circumstances. Initiating contact may feel difficult when you are struggling, but staying connected to your support network is vital for well-being. Make the time. Call a trusted friend, a family member, explaining your situation honestly and asking if they are available to talk. That's how easy it is. Let them know you value their input and are making an effort to avoid withdrawing. Scheduling video calls, in-person meetups or engaging in shared activities together are even more effective for combating isolation. While it can be tempting to avoid social interactions because we don't always want that when we are withdrawing, when stressed and under pressure, continually withdrawing often exacerbates problems and erodes close relationships. Each time you isolate yourself during difficulties, it becomes harder to reach out the next time issues arise. Let and allow others to support you and make an effort to reciprocate that support when they need it. Over time, coping with stresses will become easier as your relationships grow stronger. And the more you have these strong bonds with people, the easier it is to stay connected and not to withdraw. The path to overcoming isolation is challenging, but it is rewarding. But you have to challenge those limiting beliefs, those bad habits, and you have to replace them with better ones. Reach out and stay engaged with your network of close ones. Let them remind you of your own strength and capacity for resilience. Because together you can work to overcome those obstacles. But the first step is opening the door and letting others in. So why do we withdraw and hide from difficult emotions? When faced with stressful life events or difficult emotions, many people have the tendency to isolate themselves and withdraw from others. This is known as emotional withdrawal, and it is usually an unconscious attempt to protect oneself from painful, unpleasant feelings. However, withdrawing and isolating often makes the situation worse and prevents you from developing effective coping strategies. Emotional withdrawal leads to avoidance of the issue causing distress. Rather than confront problems directly, you may distract yourself and deny their existence. This short-term solution provides temporary relief but allows issues to fester and intensify over time. If you don't address these problems, they will frequently resurface, causing recurrent distress and prompting further withdrawal. This cycle perpetuates unhealthy isolation and prevents you from connecting with sources of support. And why do you do that? Because you don't know how to cope. But by isolating and withdrawing, you just furthering or making that gap wider and you will lose the capability to address issues, finding toolboxes or anything like that even more. Because how are you going to learn? We learn from seeing, we learn from doing, we learn from interaction. 
and from role models. That's how we learn. So if we isolate, we are depriving ourselves from that opportunity to see how we might overcome a problem or from the support from someone else that tells us you can do this. And that might be that little push that we need over the edge to really go flying again. So it is so important to address this properly. Withdrawing cuts you off from social connections that provide comfort during difficult times. Loved ones can offer empathy, help put situations in perspective and assist you in finding solutions. However, they will be unable to provide the support if you hide your struggles and push them away. Isolating yourself starves you of these vital social resources and exacerbates feelings of loneliness and hopelessness. To break this cycle, you must challenge the urge to withdraw and instead face difficulties head-on through open communication and outreach to others. This allows you to experience the full range of emotions, gain awareness of their sources and determine the best path forward. Connecting to your support network helps alleviate distressing feelings, gives you encouragement and provides accountability to make positive life changes. Over time, facing problems and difficult emotions becomes easier and withdrawing is no longer your default response. You have to replace the habit. If you replace the habit with a better one and you start practicing it over and over and over again, this becomes your habit This will become the thing that your brain will automatically default back to if you are in a stressful situation. So all you need to do is replace the bad habit. The tendency to isolate during hardships is common, but with conscious effort, you can overcome unhealthy withdrawal and build resilience. Reach out, don't retreat. You have to understand isolating comes with a cost. Increased anxiety, depression and health problems. Isolation and withdrawal during times of stress or anxiety often exacerbate symptoms of depression and anxiety, creating a vicious cycle. The cost of prolonged isolation are real and they are substantial. Increased anxiety and depression. As you isolate yourself, anxious and negative thoughts intensify in the absence of social interaction and distraction. Your feelings of loneliness and depression will deepen, making it even harder to reach out to others. This feedback loop of isolation leading to worsening symptoms, which then feeds back into more isolation, is difficult to break without conscious effort and commitment to change. Health consequences, extended isolation and lack of social interaction have significant physical health consequences as well. Your risk of high blood pressure, heart disease, obesity and weakened immune system increase. Lack of sunlight can lead to vitamin D deficiency and insomnia. The body's natural stress responses are heightened, wearing down your body and mind over time. So there is substantial risks with what you are doing. I've researched these things and I know it from talking to people that reach out to me for coaching. And I draw from own experiences. When we do this, when we shut down, when we go into this hole, it has an impact on everything that we do physically, mentally, psychologically. It is incredible what it does to us. So we have to break free from those cycles. Difficulty coping. The coping strategies and life skills we develop happen through interaction and shared experiences with others. Isolating yourself cuts you off from social support and feedback that helps build resilience. Simple tasks and life's challenges seem more difficult to face alone. Over time, isolation becomes a habituated way of dealing with problems, even minor ones. 
making it hard to develop healthier coping strategies. The impacts of self-imposed isolation are pernicious, but often subtle and gradual. At the beginning, it may feel like isolating yourself protects you or is easier in the short term. The long-term effects on your mental and physical health are overwhelmingly negative. Recognizing the true costs of isolation is the first step to making a change, reaching out for help and improving your well-being. With support, you can confront unhealthy thought patterns, build coping strategies and break free of the cycle of isolation. The solution is breaking free, reaching out instead of curling inward. To break free from your isolation and your withdrawal, you must make the effort to reach out to others instead of curling inward. This can be challenging when you are under stress or dealing with difficult life events. But connecting to your support network is critical to coping in a healthy way. Reach out to the ones that are close to you. The first step, that's what you do. You contact your friends, close friends and family members. Let them know you are going through a hard time and could use their support. Ask if they're available to talk on the phone or meet in person. Speaking with people who care about you can help lift your mood and provide perspective. Seek professional help if needed. If you're having trouble coping, consider seeing a mental health professional. There are therapists, counselors, there are psychologists, there's coaches like myself. We are trained, we have methodologies and we know when it is necessary to refer someone to a different person because we cannot assist. So it's important that that is assessed if you can't do that by yourself. This is important because we can help you identify unhealthy thought patterns that contribute to isolation and give you strategies to build better habits. Join a local community group if that is something that can help you. Look for local community groups, clubs or volunteer organizations to join. Getting involved in an activity or course you care about is a great way to make new social connections and take your mind off your worries. Even if you just do it for a short time, you may find that helping others in need also helps boost your own well-being and contentment. It is very important that you limit your time alone and engage in self-care. Too much isolation fuels feelings of loneliness and distress. Make an effort to limit time by yourself and engage in regular self-care. Exercise, eat healthy meals, limit alcohol and caffeine intake and practice mindfulness exercises like yoga or deep breathing. Journaling also helps perfectly. Caring for yourself physically and emotionally will improve your ability to reach out and connect to others. With time and conscious effort, you can overcome the tendency to isolate yourself during difficult periods or stress. Reach out for support from close ones. Seek professional help if you need it. Get involved in your local community and practice daily self-care. Making these constructive lifestyle changes that will help you to free yourself from unhealthy withdrawal and forge deeper connections with the people around you. So to just recap, because this is the toolkit that you can use. Healthy habits to replace isolation. To overcome this tendency during times of stress, develop a set of coping strategies and habits to turn to instead. Having a toolkit of healthy habits at your disposal will make it easier to avoid withdrawing into yourself. So let's recap. Connect with others. Reach out to people who support and care about you. Call a friend or a family member. Meet for coffee. Go for a walk together. Let others know you're struggling and could use their company. Making social connections releases feel-good hormones that help combat stress and anxiety. Go exercise. Go for a jog, bike ride, do some yoga, garden, or just take a walk around the block. Exercise provides an outlet for your stressful feelings and also releases endorphins. And they will definitely improve your mood. Even light activity like stretching or walking will help. 
Practice self-care over and over again. Make sure to schedule in time for yourself. Do something you find meaningful or enjoyable, such as reading a book, taking a bath, cooking a nice meal, or engaging in a hobby. Basic self-care like maintaining a routine, eating healthy, and staying hydrated can go a long way toward helping you to feel better equipped to handle challenges. Definitely limit alcohol and caffeine. Reducing this intake of stimulants and depressants will help decrease feelings of anxiety and irritability. Both alcohol and caffeine can negatively impact your mood and sleep, especially when consumed in excess. And, you know, we in South Africa, unfortunately, alcohol smoking is kind of a thing here. So that is something to always think about. I haven't been drinking for ages and I can say the clarity and focus that you gain by not drinking alcohol, the way your body recovers, everything. You become so much more aware of things that are going on. You don't waste time on becoming sober or recovering from your last party. There's so much benefits of not drinking alcohol. I would never go back to it. I have made this final decision that it's not part of my life anymore and my productivity Everything that I do has become so much clearer and so much more focused and concise. And lastly, I want to mention that again, seek professional help. If you are having trouble coping, consider seeking a mental health professional. Speaking to a therapist or counselor can help you work through challenging emotions, give you tools for managing stress, and provide accountability so you stay committed to self-care. As a coach and also as a certified counselor, there's a lot of things that we can do, but also we do understand when it's time to refer someone to a specialist because they just don't have those mechanisms. Sometimes a person just doesn't know how to do these things by themselves, and then it is really important to get help. Developing a set of healthy habits and coping strategies will strengthen your ability to face difficulties without isolating yourself. Start building your toolkit today so you have resources in place for the hard times to come. The more you practice self-care, the easier it will become to break the habit of withdrawing from others. Trust me, I do know the path to self-improvement is winding and treacherous. You must face your fears and anxieties head on to overcome them. That's the only way, that's the exercise we have to go through over and over again. Isolating yourself or pulling back when you're under stress or when you feel that way will only strengthen their hold over you and intensify feelings of hopelessness or inadequacy. Make the choice each day to reach out to supportive friends or family or your colleagues and co-workers if it's about work, engage in meaningful work or hobbies, get exercise and practice self-care. Sometimes it can feel impossible, but that's just in the moment. You have the strength and resilience within to persevere. Rewrite the story, rewrite your narrative as I always say it. You tell yourself things about your own abilities and self-worth and you need to stop it. You need to replace that and always cheer yourself on. If you don't cheer on yourself first, why would other people do it? You can build healthier habits and coping strategies by starting with small acts of courage each day. Confront your inner demons through action, not avoidance. There are always alternatives to withdrawing from life, even in your darkest moments. Trust me, I've been there, I've done it. 
I have had my darkest times and I've pushed myself through it. And you have to understand one thing. If there's only one person out there that has done what you thought was impossible, what do you guess that tells you? It says that you can do it too. And it doesn't matter how big it is. That's the way that you have to think about it. When stress hits and you don't know how to deal with it, then sit down and ask yourself the questions why. Reach out to others, ask colleagues, friends, family, why you feel that way. Be open, be vulnerable. Reach out to people because they might have just that one tool that you need. And then you have to take that into your own toolkit. If we withdraw, it means there's something that is under the surface that we haven't addressed, that we don't know how to cope with, and there's always a way to learn that. There's no need to put the blanket over your head, jump into a hole. It's not going to remove the problem, and it's just another one that's going to be on the list of the things that you're going to tell yourself that you couldn't do by yourself that will then be evidence and proof to you that you are worthless, that you cannot do it, that you can't cope by yourself. And that's what we want to avoid. Every single time that you dig through it, that you make it through a war like that, you build evidence to yourself that you can do it, that you are worthy, that you deserve love, that you deserve a good career, that you deserve happiness in life. So the exercise is every single time it happens to make it through it and then have evidence to say, I can do this by myself. And if you cannot, then as I said, reach out. There's always enough help out there. You just don't close that door. You keep on opening it and you do one more try. You give it one more shot. You give it one more chance every single time. And that will build resilience and drive you forward. I hope that helped. Thank you to Shalene Holland. I hope that you enjoy this episode, that we have answered your questions or covered your topic. Please give feedback. Keep coming with suggestions. This is what the tribe is about. We're building a community. We build a movement. And every single person that comes on board is another victory. So I appreciate all your time. And I appreciate that you guys are so involved in the Success Blueprint. That was the 15-Minute Monday. It was a bit longer, but it was worth it. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. That's Daniel from the Success Blueprint. Take care.